Welcome to the Big Break Software Podcast. We'll be talking with software startup founders, software coaches, and consultants, and how they found their own software success. And now, let's get started with the show. Hi, this is Jordy Wardman of the Big Break Software Podcast. I'm here interviewing a client. This is Sean Folk. How are you, Sean? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Uh, why don't you start by telling us who you are and what company you work for and what you do for your customers? Of course, of course. So my name is Sean Folk. I'm with uh, Newmark Knight Frank. We're a publicly traded international full-service real estate company. I'm an executive managing director for Newmark Knight Frank. I'm based in Los Angeles, and I lead a practice group within the company. Even though we're a large company, we're a very entrepreneurial company. And what um, the initiative that I lead is probably a little more cutting edge for our industry. Our industry is behind in a lot of ways when it comes to technology and media, and we have been trying to break the mold, you know, create a new paradigm for the last few years and uh, have uh, been working with Jordy and his team now for a little over six months, but have a uh, relationship that predates that as we took us some time to scope the project and, you know, get comfortable with going on this venture with Jordy and his team. But it's obviously been very satisfactory and uh, we've been very pleased with what we've accomplished together and the experience as a whole and that's why I'm on this talking to you about it. Okay cool so tell me what your company does and why did you feel like you needed to have this this technology component uh, to your your business I mean you sell commercial real estate why was that important for you guys? Yeah so our company does a lot of different things and you know, I don't necessarily speak on behalf of the company. I don't speak on the behalf of the company. I can only speak for my business practice that we run because we've got a lot of practice groups within the company and okay. there's different corporate initiatives. But we are, you know, we're basically a test case for um, a certain revenue stream within the company. And what we're trying to do, me and my team, we feel like we need technology from a marketing standpoint, also from an automation standpoint as well, where basically what we're trying to do is we're trying to accomplish more with fewer people. And okay. so if you can drive more revenue per agent or salesperson, I think that most companies, you know, that's how you grow your margins. And I think that most companies view, you know, try to attempt to view their business in a similar manner. But basically, we value marketing. We have a, we've always had a heavy value on marketing for what we do for our own business, but also for the products that we sell because mm -hmm. we're basically, me and my team, we're basically market makers. And so we are responsible for helping facilitate real estate transactions without agents or teams like what what we are and basically we're agents we're brokers and mm -hmm. so we're the middle person between a seller and a buyer a market maker and 
we need technology to help us facilitate those transactions from a workflow standpoint and a marketing standpoint. And then beyond that, data is becoming more important in any industry that you're in and, and even more so in real estate. Okay, that makes sense. And how many employees, so how big is your team? You, they're your employees, eh? Yeah, directly reporting to me, we have a team of about 10. We purposely keep our team small and uh, we have an outsource model. So there's a lot of functions and relationships that we have that we don't bring in-house purposely. We've had them in-house before, um, but now we attempt to outsource as much as possible. And that goes towards, you know, really trying to, again, create, drive more revenue per person on the team Mm -hmm. and just have less overhead. You know, I think that uh, there's a lot of functions that we are responsible whether it's you could talk about accounting or you can talk about graphics or whatever it may be, but those are things that we don't need to have the expertise in handling. And we can, we, we attempt to outsource anything that is not our core competency. So 10 directly to me, but I'm linked to, I would say a larger team of probably 50. And then our company has, you know, thousands of employees. Yeah, that makes sense. So essentially your team is runs lean and they're, they're agents. So they're really good at what they do. There's like a sales team that sort of hit the streets yeah. and, and they're working properties yeah, and our, talking to investors. Our, our, the, where we can be the most effective is when we're dealing with the clients. More time in our day that we can put toward having conversations it used to be meeting face-to-face with clients, but we're not right. doing a lot of that right now. Right. And I don't know if we'll do as yeah. much of it in the future as well. There's this, we've been propelled into this virtual space. Quicker virtual than selling other, space, yeah. Quicker than anyone anticipated. Again, and that's requiring us to have the technology and the backbone to support those efforts. We, but again, like our day, if you took the day and you broke it down and said, hey, we have 10 working hours or eight working hours or however many working hours you have, what do you do with your time to drive the most amount of revenue? Mm-hmm. And for us, it's having conversations with decision makers that control the product. And the product is, is commercial real estate um, and multifamily real estate. So okay. office buildings, industrial buildings and parks and multifamily assets. And so the best use of our time is to be speaking with the owners or decision makers of those assets and helping them, you know, providing them guidance or advice or helping them trade in and out of different properties, which Mm -hmm. is our product. And if we're doing something other than that, it's not making us necessarily any money. And so that's why we've been working with your team is to say, to take all the things that don't make us money and say, can we automate this? Mm-hmm. Can we create better workflows? So it doesn't take us an hour to do this report. It takes us five minutes to do this report. Okay. And the same thing goes with marketing. There's a lot of ways that we transfer information to the marketplace, which be prospective buyers of our assets. And historically, those buyers in the marketplace has, have relied on agents like myself and our team to give them information on that product or that property. Mm -hmm. Well, now we're creating through 
you know, the things that we've already done with you, we're creating an avenue for them to get that information without necessarily having a conversation with us. You know, it's always, it's always important. It's a people person business. Mm -hmm. You can't ever replace that, right? Robots won't replace us, but there's a lot of functions that we do that can be replaced that aren't necessary. You know, they don't need us to tell them the square footage of the property. They don't Mm -hmm. need us to tell them how big the parcel is. There's some pieces of information that really don't need to have a salesperson transferring that over to a prospective buyer. We're trying to kind of, again, free ourselves up so we can have, you know, the more thoughtful, strategic conversations that really show our clients our value really and and really move the conversation forward or the sales process forward. In the end, what we're doing is we're creating more efficiency in the sales process and improving the probability of our sell-through rates. Right. An example of that would be, I know how we've been working a lot on automating your reports, like your lead reports. And before I know that the guys were having to go in and kind of manually mess around with Excel or something. And now it's just like a one click button, or at least if that's not, that's the idea, right? We're getting there. Yeah. We, uh, let's not share too much of all our secrets, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) But no, uh, yeah, we are definitely creating a lot of IP. And I think that, and I, we've talked about this before, is we've been down this road for about three years now. We've had two different design firms and, you know, you, it's really website, WordPress design firms, but there's a lot more than that, obviously. Yeah. But we've been working on this for a long time. So we've learned actually three, I take it back. Before we built this, we started this project with you, but we've so been working on it for a long time. But what we've talked about is that when you're building something, the development and details of what you're constructing are so critical. So the details, the you know, the, just the clicks to the design to the you know what's the user experience, that all matters in the end, mm-hmm. and that's why. I've been so involved with 20 years in the business and really being probably one of the few people in my industry that have been so involved with real estate tech. I feel like it's important for me to be in the weeds with your team because that's how you end up creating a great product. And if you don't have someone like myself who has the experience and understanding of how tech and my industry should be brought together, the end result will never be what it should be. And, right. uh, and I think that like working our team being lean and working with your team and how you've set up the relationship and how we communicate and the direct access that you've provided us with the developers and engineers and really how you've shown us how to communicate with people across the world, mm-hmm. how to communicate with people that, uh, I have different backgrounds, speak different languages Mm -hmm. from different cultures. We've created this system. You've created a system where at times we're more effective with collaborating than I am with my own team. Yeah. That's great. So, yeah. So you've used different tools and applications and you continually suggest new things to help improve 
the efficiency of the of the build and also too is you know what i've appreciated too and we can get more into it i've just appreciated your mindfulness of of when we need to step up the frequency of the conversations and how the duration of those conversations need to be it could be 15 minutes but we need to do more of these 15 minutes sidebar conversations or hey let's do a deeper dive and this we're going to need a, a longer period of time for a separate video call or it could just be an audio call for this mm-hmm. particular topic or hey you, you two or three break off and you handle this this week at a time that's convenient for you and then circle back and let's keep pushing the project forward so I, i've really appreciated the way the team has been working together and um, through your your guidance and management that's great and what were the problems with the teams before i mean what were some of the common because you you mentioned to me like you had some offshore teams you were working with some u.s teams sound like some guys that were even local to you in la what was the main problem what was happening yeah so usually the breakdown is a good scope can be created, but it changes. And then um, there's not a lot of flexibility with handling those changes. Communication is so critical with handling any project. And if expectations aren't set and you don't have great communication, then it's very difficult to get through a big build. Yeah. And that, that was one of the problems. And I don't think that that's foreign to anyone who's working you know, it could be internally or externally, right? Yeah. So I think that that's a good working relationship. Communication is is critical. And then beyond that, I would say that having the the correct level of expertise working on your project. We would have, you know, we had people that weren't invested or developers that weren't invested that didn't have the skill set to really accomplish our what we needed to be accomplished and so the quality of the product or the build was never there it just created more work and more frustration when you don't have high quality developers like what we've experienced with your team that first of all have a lot of experience to start with but Mm -hmm. even beyond that i would say that the team that you've put developed people that you have, you have a culture already that's created around the people that work with you. And that culture is, you know, one of being intellectually curious. And Mm -hmm. when there's an issue that arises, it's never, no, we can't do this or we don't know how to do this. Or they, you know, here's an out of the box solution. There's your team knows how to research problem solve and come back with the best possible solutions that are out there. And you keep working to find that perfect fit, that tailored solution for us. And and that's been super, super important because we've been down too many paths with you already where if it's just a plug to move to the next thing, that plug's going to burst later on. Yeah. Uh, And I feel like it's like building a house. It's being built in a very high quality manner. And there's been things that we've asked for that you guys might not have done personally before, but you go out and you, you figure out how to get it done or bring in the right people to help get it done and, and it gets done correctly. So I've been very pleased with your team's interest and willingness to maintain the quality that we desire. 
Okay, that's great to hear. Uh, it's, it sounds like just laying the foundation, really. So the foundation has been laid correctly this time, as opposed to previously, where maybe it wasn't laid correctly, it was sort of ad hoc. Is that what the problem was? Yeah, you know, these projects are very complicated. Yeah. I don't think any technology bill is easy. And I think that a lot of people go through what we've gone through. There's probably, you know, there's also maybe a difference in when you think about the industries as well. And I don't know if this is true or not, but, you know, we come from an industry of very type A personalities mm -hmm. and being sales professionals. Yeah. And, you know, we're very aggressive and we push, push, push. And we're, there's a big part of us that are OCD as well, which mm -hmm. is probably helpful for all this. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think when we're dealing with creatives or designers, you know, that can clash at times. And I think that you guys bring a balance of that creative side. And you definitely have creatives on your team, but you also, mm -hmm. you know, the team has a I can do attitude, which is really important when, mm -hmm. you know, you're dealing with a client. And I think that, you know, with the previous teams that we've worked with, it, they were fine. We weren't looking for fine. No. We're looking to build something great. Okay. They didn't have the personal, you know, commitment and interest. Whereas, you know, what I've experienced with you and your team so far is you guys have a pride of ownership. You guys have a pride of your work product. And even though it's not your work product, you're building it for us. Mm -hmm. There's still a lot of pride that goes into it. Right. Anything that, you know, the team that you've created, I'm not going to say individual names, but everyone yeah. that we've dealt with, and we've been dealing with four or five on a regular basis mm -hmm. on your team. And each one of those people have, you know, really have a lot of care. Yeah, yeah. In so, what they do. That's good. So what would you say that the biggest game changer was for you? Was there, was there like sort of a game changer for you? When we were first getting going, you're like, okay, this is, these guys are definitely the right team. I would say when I was scoping the project with you uh -huh. and your follow up and follow through okay, and your, you know, how you, how you just kind of hung in there. Yeah. And while we kind of figured things out on our side, you continued to kind of be there to help answer questions, rescope the project as we changed direction uh, mm -hmm. with not the whole project as you know, project as whole, but parts of the project. Mm -hmm. So we, sh we expanded it, we modified it and you continue to kind of be there and listen and be, have the flexibility to look at it differently with us. Um, you know, it was, I think when I first originally reached out to you, I reached out to you because we had hit a roadblock with the mm -hmm. second firm that we had gone to. Mm -hmm. And I had thought to myself, and this is kind of how I've always handled things in life. Originally growing up in Kodiak, Alaska and okay, born and raised there for 20 years and kind of okay. finding my way to where I am now is that I've always thought that, you know, I need to eventually figure this out for myself. And so there was just too much unknown on our side where we run into the second roadblock. And I was like, I need to figure out how this stuff actually gets built. What are the softwares that are being used? Even in the back of my mind, I was thinking, I need to 
probably go take a coding class. Like I, I uh-huh. need to know. Did you do that? You didn't do that. I, did I, didn't, you do? I didn't do that, but I did a ton of research, read white papers, uh-huh. and and that's how I found you. Oh, uh, okay. And that was what really changed it for us is, okay. and no, everyone advised against building it ourselves. They said, you crazy yeah. to try to build it yourself. You know, there's, why would you do that when, you know, there's people that are going to do it much better than you. There's experts within the field already. Like you stick to, stick to your business. And we yeah. did. We yeah. did that for two or three years uh-huh. and we kept having problems. Yeah. And um, I think if you want to ever do something, develop anything great, you have to put in the work. You have to become more knowledgeable and then you need to find a team that's going to connect you directly to the development team like you have done and then mm-hmm. provide you all the support that you need to get where you want to go. Okay, that makes sense. And um, so how would you say things are, is things different for you now as before? Like, I mean, we're working together. Is marketing really helping you? The the app is starting to, to really make your life a lot easier? Yeah, I think that, you know, we've started off with, a project with you and we've quickly have expanded it uh and we and we've grown that because we felt like you guys could continue to grow it with us yeah uh and so we wouldn't have done that if we thought that we were just throwing money away if we were just burning hours and we weren't actually you know getting anywhere and so yes i think that what we've already gone live with is definitely helping us i think that it seems I think from the public view, it might seem very basic, but mm-hmm. that was the total intention of it is to create, you know, I, and when I say the, the first thing that we've created, the website that we've created is, I mean, there's a lot of programs out there. We can do it out of the box and create, have, you know, have a template and go live with it. And we've done that. And we've, and that's where we started is we started with what was readily available and, and subscription based and we created it. And then we moved to a, a high quality design website design firm based in LA Mm -hmm. and we only got so far with them. And then we went to a real estate specific design firm with uh, developers and engineers offshore Mm -hmm. and we only got so far with them. And then we went to work with a top CRE tech firm that said, we'll do a white label. And we did that. They only got so far with them. Mm -hmm. And then, we learned a lot along the way, but this is, you know, working. And then that's when we pivoted and said, we just need to own it. We need to control it. We need a team that's going to be really tailored around our needs. Mm-hmm. And that's what you've done is you've put the pieces we've actually needed in place for us and have been able to keep up at the pace that we've wanted to go. And okay. so what we've created, the website is, um, You've done a great job with the design side of it. You've done a great job with the engineering side of it. Uh, We're now launched and it has all the functionality that we need. And we could have done a lot more, but we purposely have kept it very clean and simple for Mm -hmm. better user experience. And we worked really hard to eliminate anything that wasn't necessary. Yeah. And so there's a lot of thought that has gone into that website and you guys helped us, you know, develop um, that end product we think is going to be much more Mm user-friendly and um, is going to really help us accomplish our goals, which is basically have more people come onto the website, Mm -hmm. greater engagement, keep them there longer, and then get them things that they're looking for. And they're really looking for 
content, which mm -hmm. we're delivering now, we're going to deliver more of, mm -hmm. and that's video and everything else. And then the, the product, people want product. Properties, so yeah. We, yeah. And then also the information that goes along with each one of those properties. And then also, you know, we're, and then us managing all that, you've developed the way you've developed eliminates a lot of extra time that's required on our behalf because our clients don't want us managing a website. Our clients don't yeah. want us managing the property websites and the, yeah, yeah. the documents and information that go along with that. They want us selling. They want us yeah. talking with prospective buyers and that you're, what you've developed has put us in a position to do that. That's good. Uh, do you have any other advice for someone that might be on the fence, like deciding on a project like this? Like, do you have some tips? I mean, you've been through sort of five teams, what are some of the lessons you've learned along the way um, for someone that might be in your position, you know, they're looking for a team or they're thinking about a project. What advice would you have for them? I would get to know the people that will be working on your project, get their backgrounds and resumes because it's a, it's everything's done by people and you need to understand the team that's going to be working on it. So that's important. Assuming that you've got uh, people that are qualified and experienced and interested and motivated to do, handle the project. From that point, I would understand because everyone's remote now and everything's done virtually at what, what applications are going to be used to communicate and how you're going to communicate and, you know, how often are they willing to communicate with you? We've done calls twice a week with you and, yeah. you know, actually we're, we're doing it more. We do team calls mm -hmm. once a week, but we've, we've had that frequency we've done twice a week, but we even have off, you know, there's Ryan on our team is having... Mm -hmm separate calls every other two nights with specific team members. So I think that that's the communication and the applications that are used to help communication is, is very crucial. And then the, the last thing that I would say is scope is always needs to be thought through by you, by the client, because mm -hmm. there's the more specific you are, the easier it's going to get done. And you've got to be willing to really understand how this technology gets built mm -hmm. and put yourself in the position to be successful. And if it requires to build a table out of Excel, specifically mm -hmm. how you'd like to see it be developed, then you need to be able to do that. Otherwise yeah. there's going to be too much back and forth and that's where friction and frustration is going to get created. And that goes to basically also when I say scope, what's, what's helpful and you and I've talked about this is understanding you know, the component of what you're building, how much time is that? And, and a lot of times it's worthwhile just to stop, design it, get everyone on the same page with the design, and then go build it. And you don't, you know, that's, we had a design to start with, a main design to start with, but we've stopped and had checkpoints along the way where we've redesigned things or designed new things and then went and built those, right? So I guess the designs ahead of the sprints are, are, have been very, very helpful. Yeah, great. Sean, thanks so much for your time. No worries, Jordy. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Big Break Software Podcast with your host, Jordy Wardman. Be sure to click subscribe and check us out on the web. Keep listening and your software Big Break could be right around the corner. <music>